Welcome to the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast, your trusted source for simple strategies to improve your mental and physical fitness. Throughout this podcast, we will discuss how you can manage your mental health by practicing mental fitness, building emotional resilience and curiosity to handle life's challenges. We'll also highlight the crucial link between physical fitness and your overall mental well-being. My name is DJ Liguori, and I want you to realize that you are not alone with this challenge. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and welcome to today's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to today's episode of the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday with family and friends. I hope we all ate a ton of food. I hope we all laid around and watched football for the rest of the day like we typically do on Thanksgiving. Uh, I had a great Thanksgiving in Rhode Island. We went and saw my sister and a couple of my uh, my mom, my dad, and my grandmother came down there as well. Had a fantastic, uh, fantastic week there, and it felt like Thanksgiving. It was cold. It was windy. There were leaves everywhere. It didn't feel like what I was nervous Thanksgiving was going to feel like in Florida where there's still palm trees, beaches, and warm weather, right? It actually felt like Thanksgiving in Rhode Island. So that was a great week. So today, what I want to do is I want to talk about a story that happened to me when I was younger that taught me a a pretty valuable lesson. And I didn't realize it in the moment of the actual scenario when I was actually in this story, yet I realized what it ended up teaching me later on in life. And I don't even really know why I did what I did in this story because I was so young when I decided to actually do it. Um, But I think it was maybe a little bit of foreshadowing of a greater picture or a greater reward that this action that I actually did gave me. So when I was younger, I played basketball for uh, Hilton Select and each night we would have practice Monday through Friday throughout the week. And then we would typically have tournaments on the weekends and we would carpool amongst people in the neighborhood or people who were close to kind of where we lived. And one of the individuals who we carpooled with was notorious for being late. We would say practice was at six o'clock. We would be in his driveway at, let's say around five 30. And he would take 10, 15, 20 minutes to sometimes come out of his, out of his house, right? We'd be knocking on the door. We'd end up realizing he was asleep or something, or he was just getting home from something else. And, uh, And we had to then rush back to, we would then rush back to practice. And so one of the days this individual was, was late per usual. And we ended up flying to practice, got there probably about five minutes late. And myself, along with the other three individuals who were in this car, we ended up walking in late to the practice and our coach was this mountain of a man, huge dude, very intimidating was was not too happy to to say the least and he was really i mean we were in probably 6th or 7th grade at this point probably 7th grade and wasn't too happy and made all of us run and we ran for a decently long time a, a big portion of that practice and the lesson that he was trying to convey was about accountability about respecting people's time about growing up and in being professional in whatever you were doing. If you were said you were going to be here at six o'clock, I expect you to be here at six o'clock. I might even expect you to be here at 555. It's that expectation that he was trying to instill in us and that accountability and that respect. And so we ended up running 
And a majority of that practice, we were, we were pissed off. Right. I mean, it was, it, it got us fired up a little bit. And I remember at the end of practice, uh, we, we, we had concluded the practice and everybody was kind of getting their, their stuff on their parents were still picking them up. We were still getting picked up by our parents, right. Our parents were waiting outside. And I walked over to my coach and I was like, Hey, could I, could I talk to you real quick? And I kind of pulled him to the side and I, and I apologized. And I said, listen, I'm, I'm sorry for myself along with those other three guys coming in late. I said that it was my fault. Um, and it, and it won't happen again. I, I promise. And being like a young kid, sixth, seventh grade, he looked at me and, and he was, I could tell that he was really appreciative of the apology and he shook my hand and he said, he goes, I know it's not your fault. He said, but I really appreciate you actually having the courage to actually apologize for whoever's fault it is. And I think he knew whose, whose fault it actually was the individual who was, who was causing us to, to, to be late to practice and nonetheless, I still just wanted to apologize because I realized that I could still be a part of that problem. There are things that I could do to help better mitigate this scenario and help us get to practice on time. I could have told this individual, hey, we're going to be at your house at 515, right? Or I could say, hey, we're not picking you up anymore, right? Or I could say, hey, if you want to get a ride to practice, you come to us, <laughs> right? Like there's there's multiple different things that I could have done to mitigate the problem that was us showing up late to this practice. And my coach really, like I said, he really appreciated the apology. And the next practice, we got there on time. I made sure we got there on time. The next practice, before we officially had started off the practice, he actually made a note of me apologizing. And he said, after last week's practice, DJ came up to me and apologized for those guys who came late. And he goes, I know it wasn't DJ's fault, but he had the heart to actually apologize for all of you. So if you guys came late, I would, I recommend, you know, saying thank you to DJ. And it was this really cool moment where I wasn't expecting any of that in return yet. I was very grateful that I think I made the decision to actually apologize because I just thought it was the right thing to do. And I didn't want my teammates to have any negative repercussions of something that I was starting to believe that I could have technically better managed and, and realizing that I was still a part of this problem. And that's the, the greater picture of this topic today is we're going to have problems in our life. We're going to have challenges in our life. And a lot of the times I think we might look outside of ourselves and think, oh, it's because of this person, or it's because of this lack of resource, or it's because of this scenario or in this environment. When really, I genuinely believe that leadership is the act of, of understanding, all right, how can I ultimately influence this behavior? Sometimes I might not be able to control the result, yet I can change my behavior to then help us get closer to a result that we might want. So how am I actually being part of the problem here? And that's where I think that internal reflection and that ability to stay humble and to leave your ego at the door and to realize that within all of these challenges, we might have a percentage of that problem in our, our control, right? With that individual who was coming late to practice, I outlined three different things that I could have done to better manage that challenge. And I heard something once that said, the first to apologize is the bravest. 
And I, when I read that, I was like, well, we have to be careful that we don't just launch out apologies, half-assed apologies that don't really mean anything because then our apology is going to lack credibility. I think the first person to apologize and actually mean it is the bravest. And I say that because when we apologize to someone, we are basically letting our guard down, right? We are being vulnerable. Our ego is being severely suppressed. And we are saying, hey, here's where I was wrong. Okay, here's how I want to try and correct it moving forward. There's no point in apologizing if we don't make a change after it. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So once we make that apology, once we realize where we could be a part of the challenge, then the next question is, what's the change? What's the behavior change that's going to help us, that's going to at least try to get us closer towards whatever that result is that we want? And I think this also connects really nicely to Jocko Willink's idea of extreme ownership. And I remember listening to a lot of his podcasts when he would have on, like when he had on Admiral um, William H. McRaven. And it was so cool to listen to the way that these two men talked about leadership and how if one of their guys did something that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do in that moment, they blame it on themselves. It was extreme ownership to its, its most pure form. They were saying, I as a leader did not prepare that individual or did not connect deep enough with that individual to make sure that they did the right thing in the scenario. That's my fault. And that to me is such a, such a, a beautiful way to look at leadership and such a beautiful way to look at staying humble and apologizing and realizing that we are all students amongst this whole journey of life. We're all students amongst leadership. We will never get to that point of, I am the teacher of this. We can be better students than others. We can be farther along than others. Yet I just genuinely believe, genuinely believe that we will never necessarily get to this point where I know everything, right? I have the answer to everything. And I often have noticed that some of the people who I've perceived to be the leaders of whether it's leadership, whether it's human connection, behavior, uh, inspiration, whatever, whatever we want to, we want to tell, talk about it. I've noticed that those people are actually the most humble. Those people are actually the ones to want to continue to learn more. Those people are actually the ones who might apologize and say, you know what? I was wrong there. I, I didn't look at that the right way. Can you help me see this in a better light? Can you help me understand from your perspective, how did I approach this? And that's something that I think is just extremely valuable because we are all going to go on our own endeavors and we're all going to run into these problems. And we all at some point are going to have to realize how am I actually a part of this problem? And it might be a very small, small part that has a huge effect. It might be something that you didn't say or something that you didn't do or something that you could do moving forward that you might think, hmm, it doesn't seem like a, a huge change in the greater scheme of things. Yet, if I make that change, it's going to have that compound effect. And that's ultimately going to get us closer towards whatever it is that we want. And so that story of, of me apologizing and me realizing that if you took look at it from like a macro perspective, it might not look like it was my fault. Yet, I realized in that moment, I'm like, I'm part of this problem. I'm 100% part of this problem. I don't maybe know exactly where yet but I still believe I am a part of this problem. And when I apologized to my coach and I remember him being like almost surprised 
And then I think he he got where I was coming from, where it's like, I'm I'm literally deliberately looking at where am I a part of this problem? So then I can start to help manage this problem moving forward from a different perspective. I might not see it now, yet I'm going to continually look for it. And then I, I, I promise I will find it and we will continue to move forward and we will start to get the, we will start to change these behaviors so then we can get closer towards whatever it is that we want. And so I encourage anybody listening to this podcast today, think about where are the challenges in your life? And ultimately, if you want to find the solution to that challenge, look in the mirror, right? You are, there's some part of that challenge or some part of that adversity, that problem that you are genuinely, you are genuinely a part of, and you can change your behavior within that environment to then get closer towards whatever it is that you're working towards. That's ultimately what leadership is. That is what Jocko Willink was talking about when he talked about extreme ownership. We as leaders can find how are we a part of that problem and how can we ultimately be the solution to that problem by behavior that we can change and then empower others to then reflect that behavior moving forward. So Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. If you got some quick value out of this, I would be super grateful. If you liked the show, you can go right on Spotify and give it a rating with the stars. If you wanted to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you scroll all the way to the, down to the bottom, you, you can write a quick review. Um, even if you listen to this on YouTube, right? Subscribe to the channel. We're almost at 100 subscribers on, uh, on our YouTube channel. So that's really cool. And as always, if you want to start developing a mental fitness routine, you can, you can sign up for our daily diamond emails. They're completely free. They're little mental fitness nuggets, insights, and stories that we send Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can sign up for those at www.yourdailydiamonds.com. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 119 of the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. Everybody have a great week. And we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. If you received something interesting from today's episode, we would kindly appreciate if you could leave us a rating or a review or even share this podcast with someone you believe needs to hear its message. The Libraries and Weight Rooms brand is a division of our parent company, Acres of Diamonds, where we are on a mission to end mental suffering through mental fitness. If you would like to learn more about our mission and support this cause, please visit our website, at www.youracresofdiamonds.com. Take care, keep leading, and we will talk to you soon.